I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I just woke up. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I went down a rabbit hole of lists and comments from people who were all contributing to a conversation about the hard truths about life that people don't like to admit. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because they're, believe me, everybody hates life and everybody's so miserable. And this was the most depressing thing I've ever read in my life. Um, However, 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 there was an overwhelming number one. And that's the only reason why I'm bringing this up. Okay. So, okay. So I'll give you a couple of them. Okay. So again, these are hard truths about life that nobody likes to admit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Not all parents love their children is on the list. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's no such thing as a soulmate is on the list. Oh, damn. Um, even though you think your kids are special, they're probably just average is on the list. Oh, no. Okay. What? Just because someone's related to you doesn't mean they're a good person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That's facts. There's people in your life that you know and probably consider a friend that you mean less to than their phone. Oh, no. Okay. That hurts okay. me so much. Okay. Um, oh, uh, no. uh, uh, the the second most the second most uh, one listed was uh, looks matter. Uh huh. Again, these are hard truths in life that people don't like to admit. But the overwhelming number one, and I think that this was overwhelmingly number one because people could comment on this anonymously. The overwhelming number one answer, but the hard truths about life that nobody likes to admit, is sex is overrated. Oh, come on. What? Yeah. No, I, I, I can't. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Can you change my voice? Can you do something to my Yo, voice? Yo, you answered that so fast, <laughs> no, bro. No, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. And you guys could all agree. Do you want to do do call in right now so you don't sound like you, Maury? Oh, can I do that? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You have to create a new identity. Make sure you turn your microphone off. And use a different name. Yeah, yeah. Turn your microphone off, and then you can. we can have this conversation with not you. Openly. Because I need you to be honest. Hi, uh, Raza Mocha. <laughs> yeah, I just heard Raz is number one. I got to agree, sex is really... O- Why are you echoing right now? What's on in there? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway. again, number one on the list was that sex is overrated. Uh, sir, do you agree with this? I completely agree with this. 
I mean, if you think about it, it's a lot of work for zero payoff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> zero payoff? Wow. Zero payoff. Uh, but, okay. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, you know, it, it's like in, it's a little bit enjoyable in the moment, but then but then what? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, but here's the thing, because we can all see each other in this room. There's yeah. nobody in this room that is going to uh, agree that sex is overrated. No, right? never, no. never, Wait, no, never. Can somebody no. agree with me? Okay, so Mocha, no, do you it's agree not sex overrated. is overrated? No, Shem? absolutely not. Hell to the no. Uh, Deepa, newlywed? <laughs> No. 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 Me? I'm going to say no. I don't think it's overrated. I don't know where Maury went, um, but you on the phone. Are, are you here, Maury? I don't Maury? think it's overrated at all. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's... <laughs> what? I thought Maury would agree with me. <laughs> okay. So anyway, it's 925555, and wow. you do not have to. I just want to see how, how many people legitimately agree with that, uh, that one of the hard truths about life is that sex is overrated. Um, also, looks matter. We all know that. <laughs> uh, but that but that sex yeah. is overrated because I wow. think anonymously, I think that you will get more yeses than no. I really, really do. I just think that in a group of people like this, we're of course all going to say hell, hell no. Hell yeah. I mean, hell no. No! <laughs> okay. Love the show. Okay. Roz is my favorite. Okay, thanks, Maury. I mean, uh, sir. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, shoot us a text. It's, uh, it's 925-555. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So we're talking about the hard truths in life that uh, nobody tells you. And there is some great input from people who like that came from real honest places. Like, you know, although you may think your kid is exceptional, they're probably just average. Um, There's another one on there that cuts real deep, which is you probably have somebody in your life that you consider to be a friend that you mean less to than their phone. That one really hurts. Um, Looks matter. Mm -hmm. We've all heard that. And then number one, the the reason we brought this up, because it was overwhelming on people who had contributed to this, that the number one thing on the list of the hard truths in life that nobody ever tells you is that sex is overrated. And of course, we all in this room were like, hey, Hell no, but if you could be anonymous, either giving us a call or shooting us a text, I know that people are going to be far more honest when they don't have to say who they are or who their partner is. I was honest. Maury was honest. Uh, Let me get through some, before we get to this phone call. Maury Maury said it's a lot of work for very little payoff. Like that's like some... Like you, have to turn off, you have to turn off the TV. <laughs> That's some truth right there. Wow. Nine two five triple five. Some of the texts that we're getting um, for someone who hasn't had sex in a very long time. Wow. Definitely not underrated. Uh, somebody else said, "I agree. Overrated. Mm-hmm. Definitely not overrated. It's one of the best things we as adults have. That's free. Amen. <laughs> uh, for those lucky enough to have someone in their lives, uh, sex is not overrated." We've all had bad sex, but like life, the bad makes you appreciate the good. Wow. Okay. The people who say sex is overrated definitely aren't doing it right. Wow. See, I, but I disagree with that or too. Or aren't I doing it with the with right that. person. I disagree with that as well. I think that you, I think that there are, there are a lot of people that maybe thought it was that, that, you know, it's something that can fix things. And then you realize that it doesn't. Um, 
Somebody said with my husband, yes. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Hey, was that Matthew's phone number? Oh, oh. oh, yeah, check that number. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Matthew. I mean, then you have to dim the light. Could you imagine that's a one-time Matthew texted into the show? No. He ignores all of our other phone calls. Everything. The off chance we get them, right? Everything, everything, everything. Uh, 416-870-8888 is our number. Uh, what do you want to say? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with Maury. Sex is completely overrated. Wow. Uh, making, lo- making love is a different story. That's okay every time to time because you still got to show your partner you care about them. But sex, I have completely agree. So much work for, like Maury said, little payoff. <laughs> oh, damn. Somebody texted. <laughs> by the way, you don't have to give your name, but somebody texted and said zero payoff because that's what Maury yeah, said, right? Yeah, yeah. Zero payoff. Uh, he's doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah, it, could that could that be the case with you on the on the phone that it's a it's it, that your sort of I thoughts no, on this are part are partner related or no? No, I guess I've just never had a sex drive, so I mean that has something to do with it. <laughs> right, right. A lot of effort for. <laughs> I mean, depends on where and the situation, who it's with. Is it a crush? Or is it just your husband or wife? Just, just, just <laughs> your husband. Damn, bro. Just your husband. Uh, thanks so much for the call and the honesty. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. All Have right, a good day. Love. Bye-bye. See, I told you, I knew, I knew as wow. soon as people could be anonymous and they're not in this room, I knew we were going to get a flood of people who agreed that one of the hard truths in life is that sex is overrated. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Our life is awful. Oh, man, I am telling you, our phone lines and text lines are blowing up. So we were talking about the hard truths in life that nobody tells you. And um, a couple of them are just like, like just because somebody's related to you doesn't mean they're a good person. That's like a big one. That's a hard truth of life right there. Um, one of my favorites was uh, somebody had said, there's somebody in your life right now who you probably consider to be a friend that you mean less to than their phone. Um, <laughs> I, do, I don't want to know who that person is in my life. <laughs> that already breaks uh, my heart knowing that I could be that that way to that one person. But number one on the list, and the reason we're talking about this, number one on the list of the hard truths in life that nobody tells you about is that sex is overrated. And more people had said that than, than anything else. That, like it wasn't even close. And we sort of pulled the room in here and we were all like, no, hell no. But you know who we are and we, you know who our partners are and nobody's going to admit anything, although I truly don't feel that way. Uh, but we had said, I bet you if you're anonymous, if you're anonymous, we're going to get a lot of people who fully agree with that. I guarantee it. And that's what's happening. Nine two five triple five. Sex is not overrated. I work in a building with seven women, one being a lesbian, and we all agree sex is not overrated. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, sex is not overrated reads another text it's the only thing that makes us more than friends <laughs> the only thing <laughs> the only that. thing Maury said it's too much work for such little payoff that was, uh, that was Maury's philosophy somebody said uh, I'm just going to say it right now more women will say it's overrated I agree I agree with men. that 100% um, oh my god can you read it or no Somebody said overrated. Had sex in my. Uh, <laughs> no, can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. No, you can't. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. no. Something red. Yeah. Uh, the point of this is yeah. that she kept reading a book. Oh, oh, wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's. Whoa, geez. Um, somebody said, I agree with Tim Amore. Zero payoff. Been faking yeah. it for years. Oh, God. 
It's unfortunate that this is what everyone agrees with me. Yeah, I know, I know. This is when Maury nailed it. Like, everybody's coming out to support Maury right now. Uh, 416-870-8888. Hi. I just want to say that if you've been married 30-plus years and you ask any woman my age, she'll say absolutely sex is overrated. Mm. Is that and I wish men would believe this. <laughs> My I'm husband so, I, does I, not believe it. He thinks I'm an anomaly. And I keep telling him, absolutely not. All women my age feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so are you, it's just not for you anymore? Well, it, once or twice a year, okay. But come on. <laughs> and, and, so, and, you, and, you, and you have a... Look at Maury's clapping for you once or Bro, twice a year. Please. <laughs> as, as if it's happening that much, Maury. And let's condo. get it over with January 1st. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So it's like, jeez. So that's how you ring in the New Year and that's it. Yeah. So it's that's also it. like New Year's Eve and maybe what, his birthday? Mm, yeah. Okay. If he's been Good. Oh. <laughs> Somebody just geez, texted geez. and said uh, sex is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still kind of good. Yeah, yeah, but not for you, huh? Pizza is better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, love. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello. Yo, it's Roz and Mocha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Need to clarify this text that you just sent. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. Sex always depends on your partner. And the best sex I've ever had is in that studio room right now. Are you talking about the room that Roz and I are in? Yeah. Who did you have sex with in this room? And it better not be what? in the spot where I'm standing right now. Oh, you mean like, no, it wasn't physically in that room having sex. Oh. oh okay 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 so what, right. what room are you talking about the best sex that i've ever had in that room is in that room as in a person i didn't have sex in that room oh, oh. i like that you guys same time that's nice all right right. okay 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 interesting now i still don't get it okay the the the, okay she read the read the (laughs) the full text again mocha sex always depends on your partner yes and the best sex i've ever had is in that studio room right now so the way i took it was like you had sex in this room as did i oh but you mean you mean so, okay, so so you mean the, so so you mean the person is in this room. Wait, you had sex with either Mocha, Roz, or Shem, or you, Maury. So no, by process no. of elimination, <laughs> right? Everybody on the show yeah. married happily, right? Yes. The only single person in this room is Shem. Dun, da, da, da. Oh, dun, da, da, da. Oh, no. Why is Shem not talking? I know, and Shem's the only one that hasn't said a word uh-huh. this entire time. This entire time. One of, the other hard tr- one of the hard truths is that actions speak louder than words. Oh, here we go. Is it is it Shem that you're talking about? I mean, process of elimination. You guys figured it out. Well, I mean, you could have been somebody from somebody's past. True. That's very true. Right. I don't know how I feel about calling in and, yeah. Okay. Or I guess that you called me. Never so, mind. So, Shem. Interesting. Wait, is this true? Do you know who this is, Shem? I can't confirm or deny, but yes, I think I do know who it you is. Think, so Shem, 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 Shem thinks he knows who you are. Can you say something? Wow. Can you, can you, wait, wait, wait. Can you say something to jog Shem's memory right now? Like oh, something my, only Shem would know? My memory doesn't need to be jogged. Okay, sure. well, but mine does, Shem. I, shut up. I'm back out of this, okay? Listen. Can you say something that only Shem would know 
to remind him of who you are? It wasn't a very... Uh, no, I don't think you so. You texted in. Yeah, okay. Keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking. I know. I did text him to tell you. Yeah, but okay. I don't know if I needed, like, a, a, a line to remind him. I think he probably remembers. Okay, so. okay. Thank yeah. you for that, by the way. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> for the reminders. And, Shem, do you feel that same way about the lady on the phone? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> really? Oh, Shem's sitting in that next room licking his lips really? and everything. Yeah. I know. Oh, my God, guys. Lady, you may need to make a detour ahead straight back Shem's, to the studio Shem's, Shem's legs bouncing Wait. up and down right now. <laughs> was it where Mocha is standing? <laughs> no, it wasn't oh, in this room, Maury. I still think it's in the room. Oh, come on, man. Okay, no, so, it's not. Okay, so, 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 so you feel that way about Shem. Shem feels that way about you. So why isn't this... Like a like a a, 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 thing? a tradition. Like, why isn't this a thing, or is a it a tradition? Thing? Yeah, it was traditional. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't yeah. Like, what happened? I I don't know if I really want to go through my personal life on the radio. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, we started with the best sex you've ever had, so really, yeah, we're not going. Anonymous to... text message. I, I know. True. 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 Oh, true. Hold up. Whole, like, hold up. Your whole okay. theme was like. I know. Did this? Well, we, well, we don't. We never asked your name. We never did, asked your name. <laughs> okay. Did this happen recently? Oh. No, oh, I don't know what you quantify as recently. Uh, oh within God. a year. Within a year. Uh, maybe one. <laughs> Less than a year. Less okay. Than a year. We've learned something wonderful today. Why, Why is Shem not talking? Uh, well, because let's let's give a round of applause for all the great lovers out there. <laughs> Right. Let's give a round of applause for all the wonderful yeah. lovers out there. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, you called me. Yeah. Any, <laughs> uh, Shem, anything you want to thank her for? Um, thank you for the memories. Oh, and uh, give you a call my later. Oh. Give you a call. No, 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 my pleasure. Oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Here we go. Hey. You have a wicked day. Okay, you too. Right, bye. bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So up until like a couple of days ago, my favorite person on the radio was me. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, now I have a new favorite person on the radio because okay. I am obsessed. I am obsessed with Craig Gear on uh, City News six eighty. Because every day I finish this show and then every day I get in the truck and I get to go and I'm going home and he's doing his traffic shift, right? He's uh -huh. a traffic reporter. And for the last like couple of weeks, the city crews have been out on the side of the road on the highways cutting the grass and trimming back the trees. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. And when they do that, they're on the shoulder and they have that big blinking arrow where everybody has got to go around them. Yeah. So the tree cutting crews and the grass cutting crews... They make such a mess on the DVP, okay? And Craig Gear on City News takes it so personally. Really? I, I, he hates these people. Okay. So much. And so every day I get in the car and I'm like, I hope the crews are out again so I can listen to this guy go off, uh -huh. right? So here, here's a compilation. Do you want to hear the montage oh, of uh, Craig Gear on City News? Yes. Um, being so defeated and angry over the, uh, the, the, the tree cutter. So here, listen to this. 
Time now for traffic and weather together on the ones. Checking that drive, Craig Gear. Couple of problems. It's lawn care maintenance again on the DVP southbound. How many weeks does it take to cut the lawn? <laughs> well, well, well. What do we have here on the DVP? Oh no, they're at it again. The arborists of agony. There they are, cutting the grass, trimming the trees. Uh, the right lane's blocked off, unfortunately. Craig, you're seeing a lot of maintenance going on out there today. Some lawn cutting. Yes, one there, time. there is lawn cutting. And you know it. They were, they've been doing it every day. They were in a downpour yesterday. It's getting to the point where they're just going to be there every single day until uh, there isn't any grass left. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. It's the third week now that the arborists are on the DVP cutting the grass. I'm not joking anymore. By the time they're done the DVP, they're just going to have to cut it again. Look who's back. Yes, who's back. Oh, my God. It's lawn care time. They're cutting the grass again. They just won't wrap it up, will they? So it would appear, yeah, they are done, and you're in the clear because it looks like the grass cutting is complete. I love that guy. Every day I would get in the car and I'm like, please let them be cutting the grass because I love this guy, Craig Gear, so much. I like how at one point the other reporter, (laughs) when they were setting it it up, who is it? Steve Steve Roberts. Steve Roberts. He like totally like egged them on. Like, oh, they're at it again, aren't they? Bro. But anyway, (laughs) that's my favorite guy on the radio right there. Craig Gear, 680. Jesus. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. We had a long weekend. How was your Father's Day? Uh, it was wonderful. We went to the Jays game. Yeah? Yeah, watched the, the, the Jays almost lose, but then come back and kick the Yankees' ass. <laughs> 10 9. It was real nice. Took my dad as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wanted to uh, have a game where it was like myself, my son, and my dad. Have you guys That's done nice. that before? Never. You hadn't done no, that no, before. No, no, no. My mom came. She kind of fell asleep during the game. Yeah. I fall asleep. Don't worry about it. I'm just like bit. your mom. I fall asleep during every baseball <laughs> game I've ever been to. Did I? I you know, remember that one time I took a, I, I spent, Rocks had never gone to a ball game before. And I oh. went on StubHub and I spent like more money than I should have. Because I'm like, if you're going to go to a ball game, like your first series ball game. Yeah. You have to have really good seats. So I got seats that were like right behind the dugout, like row oh, one. Sick. Right? Yeah. Row one. And we were sitting there watching the game, and it was, like, exciting. We got a hot dog, and we got popcorn, and all this stuff, right? All, like, it was incredible. Uh, Third inning rolls around, and I look at her, and she's just, like, not moving. Uh She's just, like, staring. And I don't know what she's staring at, right? But she's not watching the game because baseball is incredibly boring. Yeah. Right? She's not watching the game. And I look at her, and I go, yeah, right? She goes, yeah. And I go, you want to go? She goes, okay. 
<laughs> and no joke. And then no joke. We left in the third inning. Yeah. By the bottom of the fourth, we were sitting in a booth at a shoeless Joe's watching the rest of the game on a tiny little television at the end of the table. <laughs> yes. No joke. No joke. That was the no, first baseball game. We I, finished watching it on a television that was like tw- like like eight by twelve, like Sam, this tiny little thing. Shem from the Razamoka show was at the game on. I believe it was on Saturday, right? Uh, Friday, Friday on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Shem I was Saturday. at the game on Friday, Friday night. Okay, yeah. sitting pretty much. He told me the seats that he was sitting Bruh. in, pretty much the same ones that you and Roxy sat in. Yeah, right Ooh, behind, seats, right behind the dugout. Yeah, man, and. Money's Shem. no object. Shem, what happened? Listen, Adam, so the game starts around, you know, seven-ish. Yeah. At nine o'clock, it was the, only the third inning. And I was oh, like, no. nah, it's time, to, it's time to go. Because <laughs> that's two Shem hours. Early. Yeah. Two hours for three <laughs> innings is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. No, I support my, that. My, yeah, son, support my son that. lasted the entire game. Did he? Yes. Oh. Was he and he's five. Jesus. Yeah, no, I can't even last the whole baseball game. Wow. I can't. Incredible. I've never. How, baseball. How was your father's day? Father's day. Uh, What'd you do? Was, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um. Rocks, I, I cried. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, you, know what's, you know what's so crazy is last Father's Day, the way that everything went with me writing the book, right? Mm-hmm. I had to, I knew I had to get to these chapters that were going to be the hardest chapters to write about my dad and like him dying and all this stuff. And it just so happened the way the schedule was that I wound up writing that chapter last Father's Day weekend. No. It's just the way the schedule <gasps> worked out. Right, it's it ju- wasn't it's, planned at all. Was not planned that way. Oh my god! It's just the way the schedule worked uh-huh. out, and so I was crushed last Father's Day weekend. Oh, right, man. like, but in a good way. Like, in, in a good way. I was just absolutely crushed. And then, so this Father's Day weekend, uh, I'm sitting there, and I have so much stuff I have to do for the book, and and I'm going through this latest version of the manuscript, and I wake up normally. I wake up at like four thirty in the morning or whatever it was, just because I need to get through like two hundred pages before the girls get up. And I'm sitting there and the house sort of starts to come alive a little bit later on as I'm going through the book, I'm going through the book. And then I get to the chapter, which is the chapter, the the chapters about my dad dying. And I'm sort of going through them. And I just finished, no joke, I just finished reading them. I just finished reading them. And then Catherine goes, uh, hey, Roz, you want to come in the room? Oh, no. And then I walk in the room and all my Father's Day stuff is in there. Oh. And then and then Rox wrote me this book, um, which is just, you just sort of, it asks you questions, you just fill stuff out. It's like, you know, about you and your dad kind of thing. And I start reading and I just start, like, I break down, oh, right? dude. Like, I totally, totally, totally break down. And it was just, like, such a beautiful moment. And then as soon as I stop crying, I give the girls a hug. And then Catherine looks at Roxy and goes, yes, we got tears. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Happy Father's Day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, all six episodes Uh-oh. of Obi-Wan available on Disney bum, Plus bum, now, bum, including the final episode. Bum, bum, they did a uh, marathon screening in Toronto last night of all the episodes. All of them? And, uh, yep. And Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen, was there. Yeah. Deborah Chow, who directed all six episodes of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, very familiar with the galaxy because she directed a couple of the episodes of Mandalorian as well. Mm-hmm. Dan Mori was on the red carpet to speak with both of them. And a lot of great questions that fans want to know, especially from Hayden Christensen and dealing with the suit 
and getting back into the suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, here he comes. We're entering the dark side. Here's Hayden Christensen. Dude, hello. It's good to see you again. So weird. Oh, we have a secret handshake. There you go. There you go. All right, Hayden, we got to talk about you getting back into the suit, okay, which is pretty fantastic. Did they have to make any alterations? Did it still have that Hayden smell? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they make a new suit every time, you know, they bring the Darth Vader character back and uh, and there are small sort of tweaks that they that they do and it's sort of small I mean, improvements you could have gained, like You could have had your COVID-15. Maybe you put on some weight. I don't know. I put on as much weight as I could just, <laughs> just so I could try to fill out the suit. Um, but it, it's an incredible costume, you know, and, and a real honor to get to wear. And uh, But hot as hell in there. But hot as hell. <laughs> But, but they actually have, like, an under part of the costume uh, where they, they pump cold liquid around your body in, like, these, these tubes. So when you're, not, when you're not filming, you sit down, and they, they plug you into this device that circulates the water around what? your body, and it really? cools you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wow. always figured that when it came to the suit, they had, like, X amount that they just keep on stock in stock for if they ever need it i didn't know right. that they made that's something that i learned right now is that they actually have to make brand new suits every about the single cold time liquid that's what i learned and then like pumping liquid yeah to keep you cool right yeah but that's because, bas- basically they treat the actor like darth vader like darth <laughs> vader when they stick him in that machine they have all this liquid around him to keep him alive <laughs> yeah. they do the same thing with hayden Cr- poor david prouse though that guy had to wear that thing in the 70s in the desert oh, you know they yeah, didn't have liquid yeah, yeah, cooling yeah. systems and the for suit, david prouse with the amount of gear that you're wearing <laughs> and it was it was actually metal yeah and this it, well i was gonna say is that the suit seems like it would be heavy yeah like everything because you got the helmet yeah. you got the suit you got the stuff that's on the front of the suit God. you got the big heavy cape when, yeah when you put that on you gotta be like when it's hot like if you're hayden christensen you gotta put that on and then you're like okay my body's starting to warm up now what do we gotta do cover yeah. my entire neck and face okay cool now i'm boiling oh what's next a cape yeah. Right and big heavy boots. Could you make me any more hot? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we have to do ten takes of this yeah. one scene. Yeah. Uh, this is Damon Moore talking to uh, Hayden Christensen, aka Darth Vader, on the red carpet of uh, Obi Wan last night. Okay, let's talk about the rules of the suit now. Like, what if you're hungry or something? Like, is there rules? Because I mean, have you ever spilled ketchup on it? Like, what are the rules? No, I. I uh... I remember there was a very long drinking straw if I wanted to have a sip of water to, yeah. to you know, get it up to my mouth. But otherwise, you know, you take the helmet off and, uh, and you sit down for lunch like everyone else. Yeah, Jesus. you would figure that they would, because um, you wouldn't, I guess, get out of the suit when it's time to, like, take a break or anything like that. No. Because it would be very bib? difficult. Well, that's the thing. Like, do they, I assume maybe they wrap him. In, wrap him. Yeah, basically wrap him in like in like a giant size bib to protect <laughs> so, everything. So they put more on him. Okay, yeah. so now I got an iron suit. Yeah. Now I got the cape. Okay. Yeah. Now, oh, what are we gonna do? Wrap me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta preserve the suit. Uh, Dan Mori also talking to uh, Deborah Chow, who directed all six episodes of Obi Wan. How much responsibility and pressure is there on you to give what the fans want? Did you ever look at like what the fans were saying and maybe sneak some of that in? 
Um, you know, I think that was the biggest challenge with the project is, you know, obviously we're between two trilogies and there's so many canon issues, so we definitely felt the pressure and the responsibility of it. Um, we tried not to get too hung up on the fan stuff just because otherwise you can kind of go down a real rabbit hole with that. So if I go to your home, would it be like a Star Wars shrine? <laughs> like, do you have all kinds of trinkets and stuff like that? I have a lot. I do have a lot. Between the two shows, I have a lot of Star Wars stuff now. You have? Um, I would say st- the best things I have, honestly, is that Doug Chang did an illustration of me in the Mandalorian armor, and that's probably the most special thing I have. But I have some great stuff. Did you watch? Maury Cullen, like, trinkets. I know. Trinkets. Stop. God damn it, man. I almost said it in Portuguese. Shishalia. No. <laughs> that would have been even worse. <laughs> have you watched the last episode yet, Ross? I have not. No. no I'm, I'm three, I'm three behind. The... Oh, are you? Yeah, okay, I'm, three I'm fully behind. caught up. I, I, I'm saving the last episode. I read for... spoilers. Did you? But they made, no, oh, they made no sense to me. Hold on. No, they wouldn't. There, there was one thing that you, in your notes uh, to me about the, the interview. Yeah. Right? There's one thing in there that was a spoiler. I was like, really? Oh, no, really? Yeah, there was a little bit of a spoiler. I was like, oh. Oh, come on man. now. What did I say there was a spoiler? I'm not going to say it on the radio. Really? Yeah, there's one thing I was kind of like bummed out of, uh, oh. about. I don't even know. I, I wrote like I talked to him on the carpet. I don't know. Something more he wrote made sense? Enough to spoil it? Oh, yeah, it was a simple sentence. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Swear, the people that listen to this show, I love you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Oh, (laughs) all the time. Sometimes. I don't like when you start things this way because it never works out for me. Uh, Slow-mo Roz and Mocha. Ah, see? People going back into the archives and listening to old episodes. And finding moments that uh, when you listen to it at half speed, we sound wasted. And we got the best submission one of the best from Julia, who took it back to episode 138 of our podcast. Oh, wow. Keep in mind, we're like in the 420s right now. Yeah. All right. So we're going back to, to February of 2020. And the way this started is we were talking about this story, according to a physics professor, professor from Cal State University. The average person most likely has a butt that you could bounce a quarter off of. And it's not because they've got muscular butts, but because butt skin is naturally bouncy. <laughs> we did that on this show? So that sounds damn, like something I'd do. So damn it, Maury offered up his butt <laughs> to you, Roz. <laughs> <laughs> Bare ass, quarter in hand. Here you go. For science, though, right? And it was all for science. Yeah, okay, great. And Julia go. listened to this at half speed and sent it into us saying, OMG, guys, you have to play this okay. on the radio. So this is uh, slow-mo Razamoka. I think it's important that we prove the story right. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to throw something at your butt, man. Okay? (laughs) I just want people to know that this is not my idea. I envisioned it where I'm on the table with my pants down and you're on top so how do I pull my pants down so things don't come out on the front? That again is not up yeah. to me, oh, man. So you don't have to worry about how much falling out, bro. Okay, it's how about I lie down and then you just and I'll then I'll scooch my pants. Why don't down. you just 
pull them down a little and then bend over a little bit and I'll just hurl it at you that way. Okay, maybe everybody can hear this. Hold on, here we go. In three, two, one. I felt a bounce. <laughs> Julia, thank you for your submission. That was from episode 138 of the podcast. So if you find a moment in the podcast that when you listen to it at half speed, the ridiculous conversation sounds even more ridiculous because we sound wasted. Falling out. Feel free to send it in to us. DM it to us. Give us a timestamp and everything, screen record, whatever. But just get it to us and include your name so we can play it on the radio. I feel we have to redo that whole no, science experiment. No, we do not. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Did you guys see that story? Um, that couple that blew their the money that they were supposed to spend on catering for their wedding reception. What they spent it on instead? What did they spend it on? Uh, hiring a Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse to make an appearance at their wedding because they're huge. Like, they're one of these Disney couples. That's so weird, man. When adult couples with no children are, like, still super into Disney and stuff like that, I find it weird, dude. Like, the parents pay really for the uh, wedding. A lot of people are wrong. No, I know. Wedding reception. I, I find it weird, though. What's that, Maureen? My Aunt Susie has the largest collection. I know. It's weird. Um, So the parents paid for everything. <sighs> so it wasn't even their money. Oh. <sighs> And they decided, it was like 5500 bucks that they paid, right? Yeah. And they decided to spring the money that they were going to pay for catering yeah. to have this Mickey and Minnie show up. But was it a, even a sanctioned, Dis, you call a number at Disney and they send you authentic? Yeah, they were like, I saw the pictures. They were real Mickey no, but I don't think they're sanctioned. Minnie. I don't think they're sanctioned. No, I think no, no, you but just like paid they were, some guy who sure. built a suit. Yeah, they didn't right? like call up Disney and say, hey, we want Mickey and Minnie here, oh right? Oh, my God. Uh, because they wanted not only a, a show, a little performance at the wedding reception, <laughs> yeah. but they also wanted Mickey and Minnie to take part in their official wedding photos. Right. So mm-hmm. obviously the fam, like the, the wedding guests were all pissed and it created so what much friction. They, what did they feed them? Nothing. Nothing. So the woman in her post, right, online was like saying, we told our guests that there were multiple options in the wedding venue for them to get, <laughs> to get like food. Like go get a sandwich? Yeah, to get food, including vending machines. For them to get snacks. Oh, my gosh. Or, like, nearby McDonald's. Yeah. Like, you, so, okay, you do that. You're getting married alone at that point, right? Like, don't don't invite people. On. Don't Rude. invite people. Because also, I don't want to see you uh, do a first dance with Mickey and Minnie at your wedding. That's I, weird, I, I, right? I won't, I won't be your friend after that, to be yeah, honest with you. I don't know you. if I ever... Yeah, I don't know if we could recover. Obviously, any of the guests that were there have a completely different view and different relationship with that couple. Because I think if I were in that situation, I don't know if I could... I don't know if I'd ever talk to those people. I've ever never again. been to a wedding where they've had 
mascots. Like, I was at a wedding once where the wedding cake had little minions on it because the husband was a huge Minions <laughs> like, fan. Jesus. The husband was I a Minions fan? Can't that. Like, yeah. a, okay, you can be a giant <laughs> Minion fan every day leading up to the wedding. You can be yeah. a giant Minion fan every day But there's no massive guy in a Minions costume. I know. Don't put but the Minions still, on the wedding don't cake. Put, yeah. It's super weird, man. Like, you want, like, you don't want your woman to think that she's marrying a child. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you that's know, like, if he's putting, if, if your husband's, because the guy probably I didn't do anything for the wedding anyway. Yeah. Then if his one contribution is, listen, okay, I know that you, you're you taking care of everything and that's fine, uh, but, you know, I get my minions on the cake. Like, sorry, the wedding's not happening. It even right? sounds weird just to yeah. hear you say yeah. that. Yeah. Like, but at least that not, wedding had food. Yeah, true. Oh, man, you don't you don't feed guests. You get, send your guests to the, the vending machines at your wedding reception because you spend all the money having Mickey and Minnie there yeah. to be in your, give them to be a in your photos. They were only there for half an hour for pictures. It was like $5,500 for half an hour for them to show up and take pictures. Yeah. Which is and do ridiculous. a little bit of a dance. Man. Put on a little yeah. bit of a show. You got to be kidding. And then me. you have your guests starving. So you had to pay for your night. own vending yeah. machine stuff. You had to use your own change. But why yeah. have the wedding? Why exactly. even have the wedding? Yeah. Right? They're not going to be happy for you. Nobody in that room is happy that you spent your catering budget to have Mickey and Minnie show up at your wedding. Well, they're invited so that they give gifts. Yeah, but yeah, guess what? Yeah, I think I'd take my gift back. Yeah, no, you know, I would give them, I would still give them a gift. Oh, to make them feel bad? Yeah. I don't think they feel bad at Twi all. Twix from the vending machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It is so humid in here right now. My arms are sticking to the table. Oh, you didn't even let me. My, my stuff is sticking to my legs. Bro, you didn't say Everything's right. sticking to everything. I was about to yell out, how humid is it? Oh. It's so humid in here. How humid is it? My arms are sticking to the table. I got other things sticking to other things that I can't even discuss. Oh, did you stand up and shake? <laughs> Bro, it's tough. Or it don't work. No. <laughs> you know? Who knows? He's a liar. Yeah, I know. I know. Shem's looking at me like the knee, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shaved his ankle real quick. Uh, no, man, I can't even put my arms on the counter. I'm like sticky. I know. It's like I've been eating pancakes. So y'all don't have to worry about humidity and with your hair because you guys all have like short. short. Hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does humidity do anything to black hair, Shem? Um, like when it. I don't. I, I don't think so. Like at least it doesn't affect me. It doesn't. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Although, like, I put like a lot of like grease in my hair. So what it, kind it, of grease, grease are you putting in your hair? Yo, yeah, like, you did something like, different with your hair too, right? Yeah, I've been rocking this a, sort of like a, like, almost like a faux hawk thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like it though. It looks good. What, so, what? Explain the grease that you put in it. Well, it's just it's just moisturizer for my uh, scalp, right? Okay. And then, but is it also a hair product, or it's not? It's just it's just scalp stuff that you have to get through your hair to get to your scalp. Well, no, I actually I'll, so I'll use two things. I'll use something for my scalp to yeah. keep it moisturized, and then mm. I'll use what's called. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Yeah. Wave cream. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like okay. you remember wave cream? Yeah. 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 To like create like the wave effect in your hair. Yeah. yeah. I used to, I use that sometimes and then I oh man, actually I think I even have it here. Hold on, let me just show you guys something. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I feel I'm though I know this. with the humidity, I yeah. find that with short hair, because you get hot, like so quick i find like i i sweat a lot quicker but it doesn't but humidity like doesn't does your but hair it doesn't, doesn't do, go fluffy no, 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 or, no, it doesn't or anything do anything like to my that hair. Right? no i just sweat quick 
We'll get to you in a second, Maury, because I want to know what you do in the humidity. Okay. What, what do you got, Shannon? So I know people listening can't see this, but sure. I have this like sponge-like device, okay? That's a sponge. It's not yeah. a sponge-like device. <laughs> that's, that's, what, a, that's a that sponge. That kind of looks like what I clean my sneakers with. <laughs> yeah. It's very similar. And it's got all these like holes, and the holes are designed to catch in my hair. Okay. And, and if I go like this... So you rub a sponge on your it head. It creates this like curly effect. Okay, what? yeah, so you go in a circular yeah. motion there. Which allows me to create. Hold on, you go clockwise there on the top what? of your head. Okay. And then it allows me to create like little curls in my hair. Dude, oh, if I that. did that to my hair, I would have one big giant <laughs> mat like a cat. <laughs> Wait, so what's the other side? The other side has ridges on it. Yeah, right? this it looks is, like little mountains. This is for like different course. Different, if I'm looking for like a different sort of look. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like that look. I want the other one. So... Yeah, a little bit of a wavy, curly God, look. Who discovered this? You know what I mean? Yeah. How much is one of them, them brushes? And it's not like a brush brush. It's, um, it's a sponge. It's a sponge. sponge. It's foam, right? Yeah. So how much does one of those run for? Uh, about 20 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, about 20 Jesus. bucks. And it does the job. And it gives it gives the mohawk sort of a, a nicer look. Yeah. yeah. I like the thing I clean my tub with. Yeah, it does. It looks exactly <laughs> like that. I have one of those. For, I, got, I got one of those for the steel rims on my truck. <laughs> Uh, who has longer hair, Mocha? You or Maury? Whose hair is longer right, right now? Right now, Maury. Maury. You think so? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. my, my yeah. stylist is on vacation. Right. And so does humidity do anything to your hair more? It just makes it... Um, like fluffy. Yeah, like poofy. Yeah, because your hair is naturally curly, right? Unfortunately, yeah. It is, right? Yeah. Oh, you okay. don't like that? No, I, I once tried a straightener on it, and I was very happy, but that only lasts like an hour. What are you talking about only lasts an hour? Like a straightener product? No, like with the oh. uh, curling iron. A curling iron. So, wait a second. Wait. wait a no, second. the non-curling iron. That's like, the problem. You're using a curling iron. <laughs> no, I don't know what the other non-curly hair. No, it's like it's a machine that he puts in. It heats it. A machine? <laughs> uh, you mean like a straightening iron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's very dangerous with Not short like hair like that. Not like a press. Yeah. <laughs> Here, put your head right here. <laughs> Delicious. Um, so he straightens your hair. He did once when it was super long, and I loved it. Oh, uh-huh. when do you mean when it was super long? When was your we, hair ever been super we, like within, long? Never known within you to have first, super long yeah, hair. Yeah, within the first year of, of COVID, I, I just grew it and grew it. No, it's no, not you super didn't. long, Maury. I mean, it went to, like, my eyebrows. Maury, considering his hair super long, says so much about other things I'm sure he thinks are super <laughs> long, too, right? <laughs> and there goes the nervous laugh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. You know how um, one of Dammit Maury's goals... In the acting world is just to become a background actor right he just wants to be a guy doesn't want to star in a movie doesn't want to be a main character or anything like I that think, he just wants to be uh featured background style i right? think S- that, that soc is the term silent on camera i don't want to be too far in the back i want to be seen but, but not say i anything. think that that i think that you've surpassed that goal now with the amount of shows that you've been on where you've had a speaking part well, though my wonderful agent alex says that i'm a very gifted actor <laughs> please um, excuse me yo, well you better get out Al- i found the perfect role for damn amori part of, just wait wait for one second who else does your agent represent maury oh i don't i've never looked at the roster okay there we go so your agent alex is going to want to look into this. Okay. So Adam Sandler is filming a movie in Toronto. Okay. And they put out the call sheet for extras and background actors. We've already discussed it. You did? Yes. <gasps> okay. Listen to this. So there's a book that they're turning into a movie, and it's called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And the call sheet for extras 
They said that they're looking for background performers in three different age groups. So 6 to 11 years old, 12 to 17, and then, damn it, Maury's age bracket, 18 and older. Eighteen and older, especially Come older. On. I like when it's worded that way. Come and on, on the casting that, there's sheet, a cap to eighteen and older. Listen to this. The casting sheet says this. Yeah, they're not only within that age group, but also looking uh, for people who quote have lived experiences of attending a bar or bat mitzvah. Right. I've been to many. I had one. Is that because they can't specifically say Jewish? They're only hiring, like... Well, apparently, there's also... They've also been looking for Jewish grandmothers. Oh, God. (laughs) So, filming will take place between June 29th, which is next week, and August 12th. Uh, people possibly required for multiple days, depending on their role and scene. So, oh, damn it, wow. Maury, there you go. I know, if but they're this clearly going to need for you. many days. So, I'm gonna like I'm trying to figure out how many days they would need me for. When did the casting go out for this? Yesterday. Yesterday. Uh-huh. And do you have an audition yet? No, no. Uh, I've just submitted pictures. Like, you're, if you, I went to the the page, yeah, you, you can submit up to eight photos. They say no filter. Eight photos. Yeah, and you're not allowed to use a, a professional headshot and no filter on your photo. What uh, you are, or you're not allowed to use professional. No, no professional photos. Oh, really? Interesting. No. No filter. Do they want selfies? So which fo- which photos did you submit? Just stuff off my Facebook. They want to see a natural look. Wait, Wait are you talking like? Not recent photos? Did you send like old ass photos? No, you photos have more? to take. No, you have to take a like a selfie on the spot as well. There's uh-huh. one of them. So, which photos did you send from your Facebook? Well, like me just standing in the park, me holding an ice cream from when? Like a couple of years ago. I don't wait. Like how I hold look on now. a second. You the don't one... like how you look now, so you sent them old pictures, <laughs> bro. This is like bro. you're the type of person that women talk here. about, uh, who who they meet like on Tinder and stuff that submit old photos. Um, are you talking about the photo of you leaning up against the tree, sucking in your belly when you were like super, super thin holding the ice cream? That's the one. That one? Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't that from like 2018 or something? Yeah. (laughs) Come on now. Come on. I mean, I understand show business. Like everybody sort of puts on a front, but when they specifically, specifically ask for, did you send them this one of you on a red carpet too? Which one's that? Or is that too pro? This one here? I did send that one you in. You did send that one. Um, but here's First of the thing. all, you look, your face looks like it is in so much pain from sucking everything in, more. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are in, but like, here's, here's where agony. I feel <laughs> like you're going to get caught, damn it, more. First of all, people listen to this show, so they're going to know right away, right? I actually know the casting people love this show. So there's that, right? So they know right away. And on top of submitting your professional, it says here, a couple of professional photos, you have to fill out a form uh, about your current clothing size. Oh. I'm still a 30-30 in the jeans. <laughs> so. You're like a plug. 30-30. You know what I mean? You're as, you're as wide as you are tall. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All right, you have until Tuesday to get caught up on everything that happened in season one of Only Murders in the Building. It's a fantastic show. Hulu in the States, Disney Plus in Canada, starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. They could not have cast this any better. No, it's so good. And now Cara Delevingne. And now Cara Delevingne is in season two. Which comes out. I love that they cranked this out. They did with uh, with this show what they did with Ted Lasso. Yeah. Which was after that super successful season one. They just got right back to, to it and cranked to. out a second episode. Season two does not disappoint. Yeah, it's good. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so Cara Delevingne, I had no idea she's from, like, the UK or wherever. 
yeah. English accent. I always thought she was American. Right. Yeah, I think me too. And like, I was like listening to, because Damon Mori did an interview with Cara Delevingne, right? Yeah. And gorgeous. I was listening to it and uh, I had no idea. Does, it's she like, have an, does she have an accent in the show? Uh, a little bit. But no. Not, but as strong, like, not as strong as in real life. But does she play American in the show? No. No, okay. Um, I had no idea she had an accent. But, this is not a spoiler alert. Okay. But Cara Delevingne plays Selena Gomez's love interest in season two. Good couple. She's a neighbor. She lives in the building. Um, Don't trust her already. <laughs> so one of the things that we learn in season one of Selena Gomez's character is she keeps having these dreams, these reoccurring dreams. And th so that theme continues in season two, which Dammit Mori asked Cara Delevingne about. Mabel talks about having a recurring dream all the time. Now, have you ever had a recurring dream? Is this something that you're, you yourself have ever had? Yes, I have. Um, I used to a lot. I used to always wake up and be walking down a hallway trying to find the right door. And I'd be opening all these different doors because uh, I really needed to pee. And then I would find the loo finally. And then once I actually woke up on the loo when I found the loo because I used to sleep walk. Whoa, that's fantastic. Oh, and I have a reoccurring dream about pulling my teeth out. Oh, There's, Google that. That means something. Yeah, no, I know. I know what it means. Uh, they crumble. They pull out. It's like... It's weird. But I also okay. wanted to be a dentist when I was younger. So. That's recurring dreams. You know, what's so, you know what's so weird? You had a dream about your teeth? No, no, because I don't remember my dreams. Oh. I was sitting on the toilet this morning. I, like getting ready, right? <laughs> it's basically it's basically a stool at that point. Like uh -huh. my, my pants were up. Uh, but I'm sitting on the, on the toilet this morning and I just in my head, it's weird because I, had, I hadn't heard Maury's interview with Cara Delevingne yeah. at all. And I started thinking about teeth. For some weird reason, I hadn't even brushed my teeth yet. Hmm. And I was like, the, the image that popped into my head was, what if your teeth were like, you know, like an aspirin when you get an aspirin wet? Like, what if you woke up one day and if you got your teeth wet, they would just disintegrate like an aspirin? Oh, like it powders? And like you're brushing your teeth and as you're brushing your teeth, they're you disappearing. Why were you thinking about I that? I don't know. That's super weird. And it was super gross. And did then I was happen, like, get that out of my head. Did that happen before or after you brush your teeth? Before. Wait, but then if you just don't brush your teeth, your teeth wouldn't disintegrate then in your dream. Then that's my thing, right? Maybe I was trying to convince myself to not brush my teeth. Anyway, more Cardalavine, please. <laughs> <laughs> How important was it for you that if you were going to play a love interest on a show, that the other person was also going to be a girl? I think it's extremely important. And I think it's also very important for there to be characters that aren't the main story, just because characters who are part of the community who are just there and like part of it but you know have their own pathway just because sometimes i think when it's so heavily featured or it's the main story people who need to see it and maybe don't agree with it will see it because this is one of the biggest shows on hulu so like it's so much means so much to so many people uh, this is cara delavine by the way uh, on disney plus on tuesday is the return of only murders in the building season two Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and the great Martin Short. You've got to talk to me about working with two comedy legends. What was it like to work with two legends? And what happened when the cameras weren't rolling? Because those two, Steve and Marty, like to play with each other very well. They do. Well, they liked, <laughs> they love to play, they love to play games every time we are. Like, either Steve would do magic tricks, Marty would be telling some crazy story, which is always like him anyway. Or they'd both tell a story. Or one of them would dob each other in to tell the story that they neither didn't want to tell, but then they really did. Or they always played this game called, like, Crabapple. Crabans. No, I did. I tried to learn it. I didn't understand it, but they love that game. And they always make fun of each other for that. But 
we started turning into mini Steve and Marty because I'm really like Marty and Selena's actually quite like Steve. So that was really funny because then we just like really enjoyed getting more like them and then became really, really like them. And it was kind of scary. It almost seems like Martin Short and Steve Martin, when the cameras aren't rolling, are mm -hmm. still performing. Oh, they always are. Mm -hmm. Right. That's their thing. Mm -hmm. That's how they let the, the time pass. Yeah. That's such a good show, man. Uh, only Murders in the Building, Disney Plus, Season 2 on Tuesday. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Cassandra, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Uh, what's going on? Why are you reaching out? Um, I need help in how to approach getting my five-year-old to eat and try new foods. <laughs> ah, you were assist. Roz and Mocha, fix my life. Uh, <laughs> my husband and I have very different methods, and though we can usually find a compromise with most things having to do with the kids there really isn't one here at least that we can see so i guess i need help with how to get the kid to eat but also how to find that middle ground with my husband when it comes to this what's the dispute between you and your husband um so my husband is very he was raised by a single mom so it's very finish your dinner or you don't get to do this or mm. you're just going to be able to eat it tomorrow or Oof. have five more bites or anything like that and yeah. it turns into usually a fight and gets, gets the five-year-old upset and I'm more okay eat what you can um, I just want him to eat I'm very I, it's all my fault I know that <laughs> I'm very laid back with it yeah. probably not helping him but we kind of push back and forth on this mm. so I think the, the, the threats are the wrong way to go like if yeah. you don't do this then you won't get that you know what I mean? Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Mo Mocha's absolutely, I mean, you can fight with a kid like that all day. A five-year-old is going to dig his heels in, right? Oh, like, what, like, what are you going to, what are you going to do at that point? Uh, when oh, Ro yeah. when when my kid was, was young, the, my goal with her, um, which was the same thing that my mom did with me, was I realized very early on that my kid was more likely to try something she's never tried if she made it herself. Yes. Right. And so Rox has been standing on a chair in the kitchen with knives and squishing things together and making things since she was younger than five. Right. My kid had my kid had no desire on ever touching an egg. Eggs gross the kid out like beyond uh, mm -hmm. until she made an omelet. Okay. Right? So that was yeah. going to be, because we have a five-year-old in our house as well, Cassandra, um, mm -hmm. and same thing, in and around four or five years old, they become a little bit more uh, aware of what's on their plate and might be a little bit more cautious and particular, right? But right. we right. found that when Jenna's prepping dinner every now and then, Cruz will get up on a chair, much like what you said, Roz, mm -hmm. and he has his own set of, like, kitchen-safe knives and his own cutting board and stuff like that right yeah. so he will cut up vegetables he will help prep dinner which makes him at the end of it all before you know we all sit down feel more proud that he took part in helping to make this meal that he will then sit and be more inclined to uh to eat yeah Right. I'll always bring a spoon over. Like, I'll be doing something in the kitchen, and I'll bring a spoon over that has something on it that I'm working on. I'll be like, Roxy, I need you to try this for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, yeah. inclu I include her, and then she'll be like, she'll be like, oh, my God, that's us. She's like, what did you do? Did you do this thing or this thing? And I'm like, I did this thing. Like, she just has a knowledge of food. And the, the, the conversation that Catherine and I had when Roxy was very, very little was when she was still in a high chair, 
I, mm-hmm. I gave her spicy food yeah. uh, because when oftentimes when kids sort of start getting older, the things that they won't try is they don't try them because they have flavor mm-hmm. of any yeah. kind. And yeah. that's why they like white foods. They like white bread. <laughs> they like, oh, white uh, rice. you know, white rice, you know, all of those things that have no flavor. And so yeah. when Rox was little, she was eating curry. Yeah. And when she was little, she was eating the hottest chips I could find if, if we ever gave her potato chips. Like, Jeez. oh. She would sit there and take a bite and then go, like, without even being able to talk kind of yeah. thing, right? Like, so, super yeah. hot because I needed her to understand that things have explosive flavor. Sure. So she doesn't gravitate towards, I want a hot dog, but I'm going to pull the wiener out and just eat the bun. So, Cassandra, have you, like, what's the, the tactic at home? Have you tried having your five-year-old help out in the kitchen or... Um, you know, when presented with, you know, a big variety of things, have them kind of pick and choose what it is they want? Um, I mean, when he was younger, we had one of those um, stool, the helper stools that had the back on it. And mm-hmm. he was helping mainly his dad just because his dad was home before me with work. So he was cooking dinner. So he was helping him and, and everything like that. And then as he got older and we no longer have a kitchen table, so he's away from there and he got more into the toys and the iPad and all that kind of stuff. He kind of just and just our timing-wise, especially with the new baby that came, we have to do everything so rushed that we don't really do a good cooking together kind of thing. Yeah, you should try having him involved a little bit more in choosing what goes on the plate. You know, I would get him in there every single day, and it depends on what meal it is. It could be breakfast. It could be, you know, it could be anything. Um, but yeah. I would, you know, a five-year-old can make toast. You know, a five-year-old yeah. can put toast in the toaster and watch it pop up and, you know, monitor it and put butter on, you know, on on a piece of toast. Like, they can absolutely, absolutely do that. The big takeaway, two takeaways yeah. from this convo is stop with the threats because that's not going to work yeah and have your son be a little bit more involved in either prepping or even choosing like which vegetable he wants on the plate yeah. from you know a wide variety that's out there i think if he's involved uh, a little bit more he'll be more inclined to uh to actually sit there and, and eat as much as he can yeah that's sure and that'll help with lunches because he can't bring sandwiches so all he gets is lunch and also don't load him up with too many snacks after school before dinner yes and that's a problem too is just timing wise and stuff like that yeah. but yeah for sure yeah for sure but also get yeah. i mean if he's not into cooking right away in the kitchen get him get him baking you know like even just even just throwing like a, a pack of those cookies that you cut oh, up yeah, yeah and yeah. you stick them on yeah. a cookie sheet and then he stands there and watches them and you give him a phone where you can look at the time you know on the phone yeah. and watch the numbers count down like just it's just about responsibility when it comes to the food right and then right. that that's yeah. where that's where the pride comes in and then that's where the experimentation comes in okay perfect thank yeah. you so much yeah. all right cassandra have it. a good day thanks for listening thanks you too bye bras and mochas fix my life on kiss Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it's that time. Hey Mocha. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. All right, hit me with that new Beyonce. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, girl. It's called Break My Soul. You won't break my soul. Mocha's grooving the second most. Maury, like, not barely even moving. Like a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. Because that that beat sounds very familiar. It sounds like, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, uh, Finally, it happened oh, to C. me. Oh, CeCe Peniston. Yeah, that's yeah, what it reminds yeah, yeah. me of. A lot of people said that. Did they? Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what she sounds Yo, like man, to me. This is exactly what I need from Beyonce right now. Yeah. Yeah, I need this up-tempo, kind of summer vibe, happy 
Apparently in the lyrics, she tells us all to quit our jobs. And we all listen to Beyonce. Bye. The queen, the queen has spoken. Oh, this what is such a good song. Do? I'm glad it wasn't like a down-tempo ballad. It's a simple track too, huh? And like pride she's is like Sunday, we got our song. Yeah, no, it is. It's a it's a very very pride uh, appropriate track. I can already picture the guys in their speedos dancing with it. You can probably picture guys in speedos dancing just about any song if we played it right now. Uh, it, it's a very it's it's an uncomplicated track, right? Lyrically and sonically, like there's not much, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, there's not much to it. You know what I mean? It's easy to ingest, especially the first time hearing it. Which is sort of surprising. That's what I mean. That very. Beyonce, you don't right? get that from you get Beyonce. Very sort of um, complex, incredible yes. art. But yes. This is very simple. I think she's kind of, he's hit the tone. Mocha said it right. She's hit the tone. People just need to relax, vibe yeah. out a little bit, dance. We've been locked down for so long. Perfect song for the I'm, uh, I'm so, reading like mixed reviews. There are people who don't like it. Because I think that they were expecting maybe the other. You know, I think that the fierceness. There's no yeah, like, yeah, because the, the re, yeah, the reaction has always been like you know when Lemonade came out. My God, like you know, people were you know that that was like oh, man. that that 24 hours was empowering. Yeah. That was also the worst Smashing things with a bat, right? Worst 24 hours of Jay-Z's life. Yes. Right? right? Becky with the good hair. Oh, all that. <laughs> uh, but the song was supposed to come out at midnight. It came out at uh, 10 p.m. on Tidal before uh, the midnight release on uh, Canada, other platforms. It didn't come out till 3 a.m. Really? Because it was supposed to be midnight Eastern. That's weird yeah, that they would, that they Twitter, would do that. People, it's not in Canada yet. Oh, well, there you go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, uh, Kristen Bell on with uh, Jimmy Fallon last night, and I don't know whether she's serious or not because it's Chris. She's got she's always funny, and I don't know when to take Kristen Bell seriously. But this is Kristen Bell with quote no authority making a huge announcement on Jimmy Fallon. I would like to officially announce with zero authority, Frozen Three. Because I can't do that. Yeah, you can't announce I'm it. Not, I can't do that. No, I'm not in charge. But there could be something maybe in the works and maybe happening. Maybe. Well, you know, I'm, I'll keep it mysterious. But I know Adina recently said she would do it. And I feel like what? if we're all in, like. We're all in. We Come waiting? on. We want it. We, we want love it. you. Kristen Bell. So what does that mean? That means the movie's done. No, you, it does. She said that Kristen Bell would do it. Yeah, she said that, that, she, and and, and, she, she said that she and Adina would do it. Nah, so it I think it's done. that they all agree to do it so they have nothing mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's a play I oh think... no you would know if this thing people had been working on this These i think they take on years it. to make i know i think it's done you think so mm -hmm. you, th you think that they made a frozen three in secret yeah wow I think so. wow okay i don't know i don't know man It'd make a ton of money though the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh, Catherine Reitman's Working Moms is coming to an end no! after its upcoming seventh season. Oh, come on. That was My wife and I uh, love that show so much. That's like one of our shows. Yeah, so that is both on uh, Netflix and CBC. Ah, this according to the Hollywood Report. So that well, is after. Round of applause. Be, it'll be seven seasons. For and congratulations moms. to our girl, Catherine Reitman. Such a great show. I love it. The writing on it, the comedy on it is just fantastic. Give her the horn because she always loves that. Oh, mocha. she does. She does. We'll have to get her on again before the uh, the kickoff to the next. 
Mm, 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 mm. Well, why is this not working? Can we do it with our mouth? No. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. She deserves better. Oh, no. Seven seasons of a Deepa. hit show. Deepa, do it again. Come on now. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like a cat. Yeah, you really do. Meow. <laughs> 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 okay, you try now, Maury. <laughs> no, no, no. Try the air horn. Oh. That's <laughs> like you wanted me to do a cat. No, we're not doing cats. <laughs> okay. It's celebrating Catherine Reitman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all are. That still sounds like a cat. <laughs> that sounds more like a cat than Deepest. Okay, how about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds like a cat playing trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the Yellowstone prequel that was announced with um, who's in that? It's that's uh, um, Harrison Ford and no, 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 no? Harrison Ford. no not Harrison oh my Ford. God, Kevin Costner. Kevin Con. No, 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 no. Who, the, the, the new oh, the, the new prequel. prequel. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, it is Harrison Ford and um, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yes. So it was. It got a name change. So it was announced yesterday that. 1932, which was going to be the name of the show, is mm-hmm. now going to be known as 1923. What? So they're going back 10 years. What? What? Uh, and will oh. take place doing the, quote, the new titular, titular years uh, as opposed <laughs> to the former. Per the uh, guidelines, 1923 focuses on the Dutton family's uh, next two generations as they struggle to survive historic drought, lawlessness, and prohibition oh. uh, and an epidemic of cattle theft, all battled between the uh, clouds and mountains of Montana's Great Depression. Uh, which preceded the uh, nation by almost a decade. And so this will pick up just sort of tail at the, at the, at the very end of World War One, which wrapped up in a 1918. Mm. So that's... What was that like, Roz? Shush your mouth, morning. <laughs> the days were long. Meow, meow, meow. Do Out you, of the book. You know in the... Uh, Out of the book. Thank you know, you. in the actual show, right? Yeah. Kevin Costner's character. Yeah. John Dutton was like all pissy because like people are trying to take his land and then like all these like rich a-holes were moving in to the town and like changing things up. Right. And he wanted to kind of preserve the way things are. I was reading an article that in real life out there in Montana, Mm -hmm. like people who are like rich folk who are fans of Yellowstone are buying up property and moving there. And like the place is changing just like in the TV show. They've always had that. Like, David Letterman has had a house in Montana for 25 years. That's oh. where he goes. Like, oh, I didn't like know that. when when Letterman wasn't doing his show, yeah. he wouldn't go to like the Hamptons or Montauk. you know any of those places. He would go to Montana. Really? Yeah, I that's didn't know that's that. where Letterman would go. Huh. Yeah. So it's always sort of been this, you know, okay. place where rich now, people did go. Now you have fans yeah. who want like to go Like the locals are complaining there. even yes. more now. Yes. Maybe they'll do like reenactments and stuff, you know? Maybe there's like a market <laughs> for that. It's like uh it's like Sundance. So Sundance where the film festival is, right? Uh-huh. In Park City. Park City is this tiny, tiny, tiny little sleepy ski town, right? And uh, once a year when the film festival shows up, when Sundance Film Festival shows up, the locals hate it, mm-hmm. right? They they call the people who show up at Sundance the Pibs. Pibs? The Pibs. Like P-I-B-S? P-I-B-S, which stands for the people in black. Oh, jeez. Because everybody just shows up from New York and L.A. to a ski village wearing all black. Oh, okay. Right? And they're like, here come the Pibs. Yeah. Right? So they hate it, much oh, like wow. the people in Montana when, when, when this happens. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Charlie Sheen has had a change of heart regarding his 18-year-old daughter uh, joining OnlyFans. So Sammy Sheen turned 18 and announced immediately that she was joining OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. And Charlie Sheen at the time, by the way, she also got 100,000 followers on Instagram and uh, is already charging $19.99 a month for subscribers on her, on her OnlyFans. Uh, I mean, it's out of the gate. I guess you could, you could raise it. Uh, at the time, Charlie told Us Weekly, this did not occur under my roof. She is 18 years old now and living with her mother. Now, Sammy and Denise Richards have had this sort of, you know, battle type relationship where I think Sammy called living in the house with Denise Richards like a like a hell house and said that she hated it there. But Denise Richards then came out and supported Sammy in her OnlyFans endeavor saying um, uh, she goes uh, there's lots of negative comments on my social post this week. I have to say I wish I had the confidence my 18 year old daughter has and I also can't be judgmental of her choices. I did wild things and playboy. Quite frankly her father shouldn't be either given Charlie Sheen's history with his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Uh, but however, Charlie Sheen had a complete change of heart. He said, Denise has illuminated a variety of salient points that in my haste, I overlooked and dismissed. He goes on to say, uh, now more than ever, it is essential that Sammy have an unedited parental uh, parental front to rely upon as she embarks on this new adventure from this moment forward. She'll have it abundantly. So as written by his PR team, right? I, I mean, <laughs> uh, Charlie Sheen, you know. I don't know if he has a PR team anymore. Um, but, you know, of course you wouldn't be happy at the first thought of your 18-year-old doing it, but then I guess you got to come around yeah. and not, like, shame her and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, what's going on on her OnlyFans? I don't know. Like, do people... Does everybody get naked on OnlyFans no. more? No. That doesn't... No, it's not no. everybody. Just like Harry from uh, Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. It's frustrating because he, he hasn't gotten <laughs> naked yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Maury, Maury! <laughs> <laughs> How much does he charge? A lot more than that. Really? So the wow. thing is, but he knows that he he's doing it just to bait people into paying the money and So how much do you pay a month? Oh, I know. I canceled my subscription. Oh, how much how were much? you paying? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We have to rephrase the question. Okay, how much were you paying a month? $24.99. $24.99? Just to see him shower with his shorts on. What? What? Does Matthew know this, Maury? Because this Deep is kind of... Don't worry about it. Please. We don't ask that question on this show. Come on now. twenty four ninety nine to watch a man shower in shorts. I only shorts. paid for one month, just for the record. It's important okay. to note. Oh, okay. I'll go okay. Way to, way, to show, way to show restraint, Maury. Way to show restraint. Wow. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, whoever puts Wordle together has, like, they got some issues, man. Why? What did you see the word on Father's Day was loser? <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? I know. Not cool. Come on, man. You can't tell me that's random. Sick joke. Right? <laughs> and know. everybody's all I proud. I got it in two. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Of course you did. Come on, man. You don't put loser on Father's Day as the word of word. I didn't even realize it was Father's Day. Yes. I, uh... I thought it was going to be something related to Father's Day. Yeah, it was apparently, oh, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Joke's yeah, on you, Dad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, you call your dads, man, whoever you are, puts that world you together. Know, yeah, and then I saw, like, Barstool on Sunday, like, posting all the random, like, the, the videos of just, like, dads getting hit in the face with a baseball or, like, <laughs> yeah. just getting clowned yeah. on by their kids. Yeah, I know. Like, Father's Day really hits different now, huh? Yeah. I couldn't reach my dad. What do you mean? Really? I texted him over and over, and he wouldn't. Re- he didn't respond. Really? Oh no! Oh, I'm like, I just really? want to call and wish you Happy Father's Day. Did you send him anything? 
Like what? Like a gift? Yeah, like a Father's oh, Day. Oh, I gave Something him a gift father's on my day. birthday. I gave him his Father's Day gift when I was there. Oh, I got you. I yeah. got you. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Elon Musk's trans daughter is changing her name because she doesn't want to be associated with him anymore. Hmm. So uh, she was born male named Xavier Musk, if you remember that. Uh, she turned 18 in April and now wants to be known as Vivian Jenna Wilson, taking the name of her mother, Justine Wilson. Hmm. Uh, Elon and Justine were married from 2000 to 2008. Now, she listed the reason for wanting the name change as, quote, gender identity and the fact that I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know how there's no other way to say that. <laughs> That's a statement. I don't like each other. She that like is a statement. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. Uh, da, da, a, when she uh, released that on Father's Day? Yeah. Oh, could you, my loser? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do your wordle. Yeah. Hey, Dad, you take, no, he probably hasn't texted him in forever. And you just write him being like, oh, my God, did you get the wordle today? Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, it's such a also troll. Read this. Thank God I didn't. Thank God I didn't get that text from anybody. You know I what know. I mean? I, and hadn't done it yet. I would be so crushed. I would be so crushed. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, an unopened VHS copy of Back to the Future uh, just sold for $75,000. No, is it just what? a regular VHS one or is it like an anniversary it one? It said a sealed Back to the Future VHS tape just sold for $75,000. Wow. Um, oh, you know who this was, though? Oh, wow. That's This explains it. So do you know whose VHS it was? And why would he sell this? This makes no sense to me. Who? Who? It was Tom Wilson's unopened oh, copy. Biff. Biff. Biff Tannen? Yes. So I guess he sold it. This set a record for the highest price ever paid at an auction for a sealed VHS tape. I mean, he does not like talking about the movie. No. So is he just trying to get rid of everything Back to the Future from his I, life? Geez. Why would you sell that? He's an artist now. Money? He does paintings. Yeah, so he wrote, uh, since I knew that the VHS platform would be around forever, I saved it uh, for later, and now I can't find a VCR. Oh, well, enjoy. Oh, damn. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so uh, that's a lot of money. So I guess an unopened copy of The Goonies previously sold for fifty grand, and an unopened VHS copy of Jaws sold for $32,500. Wow, so this is the highest. Wow. $75,000. 75 grand for a VHS I tape. have an unopened VHS of Forrest Gump. Do you? That may be worth something more. Because oh, wasn't it two videos, though? Forrest Gump was two, two videos. videos. And I have the, the third VHS from Forrest Gump I have is The Making Of. Oh, God. <laughs> who, who bought The Making Of Forrest Gump on VHS? Mario, one of one. Jesus. It's an exclusive. Man. Yeah, that one may actually be worth something. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, uh, what is mashed.com? Can one of you uh, millennials tell me what this is? Oh, that sounds familiar. Mashed.com. What do they do on that website? Because I got a bone to pick with them. Tell me yeah. what it is. <laughs> Who's Googling so quickly? Yeah, me? I know. Yeah, I'm Googling. What is it? Oh, it's like recipes and oh, food and stuff. Food. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. So MASH.com does their ranking of the top 10 cupcake flavors. Okay. Does their ranking of the top 10 cupcake flavors. So uh, just start shouting out sort of cupcake flavors. Chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate, is, cake. chocolate is on the list. Would you say Diva? Birthday, Birthday cake? cake. Birthday Butter cake. Scotch. Okay. So, oh, so hold on. yes. I have one more. Yes. Uh, red velvet. Okay. So here we go. 
Um, I love Red Velvet, by the way. Vanilla was number eight on the list. Really? Number eight? Chocolate. Okay. Chocolate was number seven on the list. This so what the hell's number what? one? Okay. Uh, excuse me. What's this, between okay, six and one? Now you know why I have a problem with what this website is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, number nine was chocolate and peanut butter. Okay. Then vanilla at eight. Yeah. Then chocolate chip at seven. Okay. Then okay. something called hummingbird at six. I don't know that one. Which is a tropical no cake with is. pineapple, coconut, and banana. Oh, mm. aka barf. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's ew. Disgusting. <laughs> at number five is maple bacon. Ew. By the what? way, this is this is according to Mash.com the the uh, the best cupcake flavors. Maple bacon at number five. At number four was strawberry. No. Wow. At number three was black forest. No. no. At number no, two no, no, was no. apple pie. Goodbye. What? And number one was s'mores. Absolutely not. Okay, s'mores, s'mores is not bad. S'mores, s'mores, not bad. s'mores cupcake. No. For the for the record, coffee cupcakes came in twenty fifth, just behind banana, coconut, salted caramel, and pumpkin spice. How is Red Velvet not oh. on Red there? Velvet, yeah. not on there. That is a joke. Because a lot of people don't not think Red Velvet's there. a flavor. Well, they're dumb. Because what is Red Velvet? It's yeah. just chocolate it's just cake, chocolate. right? Yeah. 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 With food coloring. With food coloring, yeah. And, and, and cream cheese frosting. Amazing. Right. Oh, oh, I love me a red velvet. Okay. So again, s'mores. I've never had a s'mores cupcake. I've Dude, never had an apple pie. Marshmallow. They're no, good. I'm not a fan of marshmallow. They're good, but like not cabin? number one. I don't know. I, yeah, but I don't listen. I don't like, we roast marshmallows. I don't eat them, though. I don't like sweet things. Wait, uh, so you roll some, what do you do? Throw them away? No, I give them, I give them to the kid. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Just like, roll them away. Done. Yeah. No, I just, I literally, <laughs> I hold it on a stick until it disintegrates into the fire. Yeah. Right? I let it, I let it melt right off the, I let it melt right off the stick. Mm, so relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Hart and the Ted Lindsay trophies last night at the NHL Awards. Uh, this is uh, Austin Matthews accepting his award for First, MVP. Uh, congrats to Igor, Connor, uh, on amazing seasons. Like I said before, so much respect for you guys. You guys are incredible at what you do. Um, I want to thank the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, from top to bottom, management, ownership, coaches, all the staff, uh, every single one of my teammates. Um, this doesn't happen without you guys, so thank you. All the fans, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans, Leafs Nation, um, there's nobody like you guys. Um, my family, again, love you guys so much. Um, it means the world to me to have you guys here. And I know Father's Day was a couple of days ago, but uh, Brian, this one's for you. So thank you. And uh, so the MVP was voted on by writers, sports writers, and then the uh, Ted Lindsay was voted on by uh, the NHLPA. So if you're if you're wondering what how the voting broke down um, for the MVP, uh, Austin Matthews had 119 first place ballots, while wow. Connor McDavid had uh, 29. Oh damn! So it was definitely going to be Austin Matthews' year. Uh, Keenan Thompson hosted the event, and uh, after Austin Matthews. Walked away with the night's two two biggest awards. Uh, Keenan throwing shade, man. Congratulations, man. Good job, guys. Good job. Nice. That's our show, everybody. Congrats to Austin Matthews. It's nice to see the Leafs winning something in June. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. I mean, it's funny. That cuts deep. I know, but still. I love Keenan Thompson. That's so good. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Oh, this is super interesting. Um, So Quentin Tarantino has yet to announce what his follow-up to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to be, but he still plans to retire from movie making after his 10th movie. His 10th movie will be his next movie. Oh. So what could that movie be? Or more importantly, what could that movie have been? So reports surface that Tarantino wanted to continue the Django Unchained universe. What? By doing a crossover, Django and Zorro. Hold on. Excuse me now. Okay. So what he wanted to do, so he he, he hired a guy named Jared Carmichael, comedian, to write the script. And he even went to, and this is in 2020. Okay. He went to Antonio Banderas to ask Antonio Banderas if he would do Zorro in his movie. And Banderas was like, of course I would. Really? Uh, so, because this but did, is... But did, Banderas know like it was going to be a crossover yes, with Django? Yes, because he's like, listen, it, I would, I will do that with Tarantino. I would not do that with anybody else. Sure, you know, I have no desire to go back and do Zorro. But if you yeah. tell me it's Zorro and Django, and we go on this and great adventure Tarantino, together, and it's Tarantino, who's got the clout? Thank you. Like sure. you know, you know, he's going to do that. Unfortunately, though, the project appears to be a casualty of the pandemic. Uh, with that writer Carmichael recently telling uh, GQ that the Django Zorro is no longer happening. A specific reason for the project's death was not given although he made it seem that perhaps it was too ambitious to get off the ground so that 10th movie could have been Django Zorro with uh, Jamie Foxx and Antonio Banderas which so you think he's I really going to hang it up? He's been saying that forever. Yeah. He's been saying forever that he was going to do 10 movies huh. because I think there was some other famous director who did 10 movies that uh, that he idolizes and then he just walked away. And I think that he just wants to sort of be a boss that way oh, okay. and just do just do, you know, his 10 films. And then he's uh, and I then would he's love to dip. see him do like a part two of Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Like, where are all the, but like, what do where... you do? They're all dead. Yeah. Like, you know, no, one, They're of them, all dead. one of them wasn't dead, comes up from, like, Mr. Pink comes up from, you know, he wakes up on the ground. They're the all d- Wakes up on the ground, what, 25 years later? Like, he was still there? No, like, you, you put, come up on the screen, like, two hours later or something like He's, that. Two. Two. <laughs> After getting shot, man? Bro, that is the one movie, you, I, like, I would say that if you're going to do any sort of sequel to, to a Tarantino movie, you can't do Reservoir Dogs. No. Like, they're like, all dead! Like the sons of Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> <laughs> like the Reservoir Pops? <laughs> that would be good. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian on with, um, who was it, Fallon last night? Yes, sir. Uh, talking about her relationship with Pete Davidson and the one thing that they bonded over more than anything else. Does Pete give you, uh, give any input on the uh, skincare? I think he has a good Actually, skincare routine. that's like one of the reasons why. That's like one of our major bonding things. Skin, is skincare? We go to dermatologists together. We um, inject our pimples together at the same time. Yeah, the dermatologist is like, is this contagious? You guys always have pimples at the same time. Um, (laughs) That's how in tune you guys are. I knew it was special when I fell asleep. And I kept on talking about all night, like, oh, my God, I have this pimple. I have this pimple. Don't let me fall asleep. I have to put pimple medicine on it before I go to sleep. Fell asleep, forgot, woke up in the morning with dried pimple medicine on my face. He put it on. He put it on in my seat. The gentleman. Oh my Such God. Look at everybody else. So romantic. I, know, gross. Has I used to put pimple cream no, on you. No, I mean no, no, because I, I don't. I used to think that if I like, I used to think when I was young that pimples were like contagious. Like if you kissed somebody that had a pimple, that you would get a pimple. Uh-huh. Like if their pimple touched you, that Matthew you would that, that you would get a pimple. 
Really? It's not true though, is it? I might have been no. wrong. No, no it's, it's not. not. It's not. They're not. They're not. It's not, right? Like their mm-hmm. their pimple would have to explode and then fill one of your pores. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I'm like, picturing it right now. I guess maybe that could happen, yeah. right? Ugh. If so it was rough. like a direct hit, face. <laughs> if it was like if it was a direct if it was a direct, do you hit, know how precise that would have to be? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, that's what I'm saying. For it to get like right into the yeah, and not no, just any pore. Like it has face. to, it has to get into like the right pore. Yeah, no, but it could hit your face and no. then dribble down into a pore. No, no, no. It would have to be. It would no. It would have to be inserted. Right. Like they would. You would need force to yeah. to get it in there. Right. Like aggressive kissing. Uh-huh. Right. Um. You know, cheek to cheek, pimple. Right, explodes. But then that would have Pimple to be. That would be a lot part. of force. That would be a lot for of force. like a cheek. Yes. To bust a pimple on another. Yes. It doesn't even cheek. have yes. to be. Kid. What did. if you guys are cuddling <laughs> and a pimple touches your yeah. skin? I, ne- I never. I, I never. I never said I was a light kisser. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. But that's. I used to think that. I used to think that uh-huh. if you touch a pimple, you'd get a pimple because that's yeah. what you used to grow. That when you grew up, that's what you thought war- about warts, right? Sure. Oh, totally. Right. You yeah. always thought that about warts. Yeah, like if a kid had a wart, yes. Right? You know, nobody wanted to share a juice box with a kid with a wart, right? right? And then you grow up and you realize, hey, it's, you know, it's no big deal, right? We're going to get exposed to a lot of other stuff. But I remember, and then I thought that. I thought that warts and pimples were the same thing. (laughs) Don't touch them, right? Not that I was going around touching people's pimples. (laughs) Or warts. (laughs) Or warts. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.